halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fuck it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Are we doing that right now? We're doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Jenny Tear. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. Hey, Which everybody. I'm feeling. We're all very energized because we've just been singing and dancing to Straight Up by Paula Abdul. I, I've, Jen, I'm what's not that? that. Do it again. What's no, it's okay. I, I <laughs> indelibly seared into my heart and my mind. It was wonderful. So we do opposites attract yeah. now? No, oh. it's okay. I think we should leave the karaoke till the end. He's a it's cold hearted snake. Look into his no, eyes. No, it's like a carrot. Oh, oh, Keep tangling he's it. He's been telling Keep, lies. No, he's the donkey's a gonna leave. Play. He the don't donkey's play by rules. Uh oh, girl, don't play the flute play now. Board. That's all I know uh, from that one. Morning, a- morning Yoki is not my favorite. Morning Yoki. Morning Yoki. I watched you guys. We watched um, Judy last night. Mm. Um, um, the Renee Zelliger, Judy Garland. It yeah. was actually really good. Oh, I yeah. cried. She won a whole Oscar, didn't she? Yeah. God, what a sad story. What a sad fucking life. Why? Because Sorry she was college? Because she was a creation of the studios and they, you know, they gave her diet pills at like 10 years old. Louis B. Mayer told her she had fat ankles when she was like barely 12. He was he was essentially like, I own you. She was just a complete creation of of entertainment. And she had kind of no life because of it. She was an addict her entire life. So this this movie just focuses on the last six months of her life because she did these series of London concerts that are pretty famous, some of which were like legendary. You know, she knocked it out of the park and then other nights she was like falling on the stage. And one night she goes to sit and sing somewhere over the rainbow and she can't finish it. And the whole crowd finishes it for her. Oh, God. It's just heartbreaking. It's just it was like a a true kind of monkey's paw. Like she needed she needed to work because she was at that point broke. She'd lost all of her children. And she was still what really heavily. She lost, lost custody of them? Yeah, she'd lost custody know. of them. So she also Liza, had no money. What's she up? Lost, she lost custody of Liza? Liza at this point was a kind of young woman, but she had two younger kids Oh, who she lost custody of. Um, and she was homeless at that point. She was living in hotels and they brought her to London because that's where she still had like a pretty hearty fan base. And she did these series of concerts. Some, you know, she didn't do very well, honestly, because she was too fucked up. It was really sad. It was really good. I, I recommend it. I was surprised by it. I was surprised by the fact that I was literally weeping at the end of it. You're what, such what, a softie. What? You seemed like you weren't expecting much, even though uh, I wasn't. Press on this was was great. Yeah, but biopics are usually not fun for me anyway. Yeah, I, I don't. I think they, they differ wildly. There have been some amazing ones that I can think of. Uh, well, I don't know. I didn't see the Queen one actually, um, but uh, you describing this was making me think of the Josephine Baker story really really wow. similar actually um she adopted all of these kids um and then she lost them um I don't think her being an addict was as much of a factor but that might have been a factor and and then she you know she dealt with racism in the U.S. and then kind of kind of had this resurgence in her later years like I think she was like 70 and and did all of these fabulous concerts in like great form wow. uh, uh 
I think her life is probably less sad. She also worked for the French resistance as a spy. Uh, Which is very cool. Yeah. Um, but that that biopic, I think there's a few of them. There's one with... I, uh, Judy Garland interests me mostly insofar as she was the inspiration for Patty Duke's insane character in Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> when she's in an alley like just completely washed up and and she's screaming into the sky the name of all her former lovers and at the end she's screaming god god no one will listen to her nobody wants her it's incredible i um i love that movie so much being like kind of confused <laughs> you know like i knew it was supposed to be this campy you know yeah. Um, but I just was like I don't it's just really bad <laughs> that's when you have to I guess watch it like a certain age yeah I think so if you're too young it just seems like serious melodrama yeah yeah which I guess is kind of what they were going for it was good I love Judy Garland I think she's an interesting figure just as like someone completely her whole life being dominated by Louis B. Mayer. And she was in icon like truly iconic movies. She's basically, yeah. she's basically the old timey Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, she was so talented though. I know that was, Lindsay Lohan she was Lindsay. Is talented. Have you not I love seen, that you're translating this? Have you not seen me. Mean Girls? Have you that not seen true. Freaky Friday? <laughs> oh yeah. The pantheon of greats just keeps coming. Have you not heard rumors? I'm oh. tired of rumors started. It's true. Oh, I'm sick of being followed. I think she's but, making a comeback, Lindsay Lohan. Well, her her cabana club on the on some Greek island, Mykonos, I think, is now shuttered. It's like a a shell of a, a of a building. It's a literal has been. Yeah, remember she had that one season reality show about it. Oh, I had no idea that happened. Yeah, she acquired a, she acquired this beach club on Mykonos and they shot a reality show there. And now it's basically like a windswept, abandoned structure. And this is pre-pandemic, so it did not work out, I think. Um, well, that reminds me of what we were talking about, Jen. I was telling um, Camilo about this experience I had this weekend, basically in Bridgetown. Um, you know, it, I had a day. Yeah. And 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 Bridgetown is very uh it looks very developing you know it's right. uh, there are like really good street signs whatever I, I turned down a road and this mob of men you know I'm sure they thought they were being helpful we're like wrong way wrong way it was a tiny alley there were no cars there were no consequences it was like a very quick thing and I'm like okay I got this like I'm roll, you know I'm I'm um, backing up the car and, you know, they're so instant, so up in arms. And then one guy yells after me, you need to get a man. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And I was so fucking pissed. And I'm like, like I told Camilla, like, you know, poked my head out the window. I'm like, for fucking what, you dickhead? You know, Good like, you. Um, and did he answer back? Was he like for massages and and to drive your car? <laughs> I made the best chicken. Um, no, he didn't. He didn't respond back. But what if this... he responded back with a list? He was like, to build around. your IKEA furniture. <laughs> um, you know, to make to grill steaks. <laughs> your feet get tired. I rub them. Um, yeah, none of that, but it sent me down this rabbit hole of like being like just thinking about my own independence and, you know, being here as a woman and how that's very much way more highlighted here because the gender roles are way more stringent here in a lot yeah. of ways, especially for those older generations. So I went down this YouTube rabbit, rabbit hole of survivor shows and what mm. I found one, I think it was started in 2014, but you know, Bear Gryllis, the like cheesy survival guy. It's like, drop me off in the, the middle of anywhere and I'll, I'll find my way out and blah, blah, blah. And, like, There's always grubs to dig up from the ground and feast on. Grubs, 
that are, you know, have been planted by production and, you know. Oh, all- so he's like a survival guy that's like rubbing rocks together and making, you know, yeah. fire yeah. and grilling caterpillars kind of person. Exactly. Okay. I mean, his name is Bear Gorillas, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. name is just right about- in. If that is your real name. So he had this show called The Island with Bear Gorillas, which is kind of an intriguing, it's like Survivor, but intriguing premise where 14 British women are dropped on one remote island and then 14 British men are dropped on another close by remote similar. Mm. And they go back and forth between the episodes to see how each of the groups are doing. So after the like complete insult of that man to my independence and my, you know, smarts, I was like looking for some um, some validation that I know that we're smarter. So um, I watched the show and the women did horribly. They're just fucking awfully. They did, they fulfilled every fucking stereotype. They, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get it out of the dirt. They, I mean, kind of like okay, that? I'm painting this with broad strokes. I mean, a lot of women would have like clearly died. Obviously they're not in danger of actual harm when they had like a, a radio that they, they could call for help and this happened several times someone would be like no I'm fucking out like this is horrible yeah. um but but Lee if they were really in trouble of course the, the production was not going to let them die but this this was a real apparently circumstance although I'm I think there were some some staged moments but the point is for instance when there's a doctor that's part of the group and um uh, she's monitoring their weights in the middle of this jungle, and they wait. Well, even when you're living on a jungle, you have to you have <laughs> you have to maintain a certain weight. Well, no, with, <laughs> ladies, ladies much, right? if you're above no, 120 wait, pounds, you're off the island. We're, 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 no, obviously, <laughs> like no, she's monitoring their weight because they're starving, and they, she's mon- monitoring their health, but. Oh, Kathy, you look absolutely stunning at 90 pounds. Like 30% of their body weight in like, you know, you know, three weeks. And most of them were like, one of one of them was like, I just want to lose five more pounds. Like, look how skinny my wasn't. And then there's this older woman that's like, you're literally starving. Like, this is not something to celebrate. They took almost the fifth or sixth week to fucking even think about building a fucking shelter. Okay. By the, by the, my kind of ladies. <laughs> I just yeah. right in. Jen's eyes have been lighting up when she's yeah. hearing about the way. I'm like, ah, oh, finally my people where, where, how, how do I join? They were horrifying by this time. Wow. The built a shelter. They like carved out like a, you know, rudimentary sewage system they killed a crocodile and eaten it and 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 preserved it like I think one of the things about the women that was their downfall is that they didn't want to elect a leader um Mm. and that was part of the dynamic it's like oh we could all just lead as a group and that just kept not working for them um I do think it has something to do with that group of women and I think that I was fucking there there were so many things that let's I talk about happened. it let's talk about it how would yeah. everybody do on a abandoned island abandoned self or with a group? that's well what do you think I think with a group you'd have a better chance of survival okay. and I I think I would emerge as a leader. I would try. I think. Would you be, but do you, do you feel like you have skills to contribute other than leadership? Um, yeah, I think I have critical thinking skills and logic that seems to evade a lot of people. I'm, I mean, you know, listen, I'm sounding sort of like an imperious a-hole, but if you would watch <laughs> a fucking show, there were just so many obvious things like, they threw away one of their like cans of water. They had two to um, to sanitize water to boil it, and because some yucky stuff got in it, so one of the girls was like, "Ew, we can't use this." Threw it away, and that meant that their water intake was reduced by fifty percent, which had them all on the brink of death. The first thing I would have been 
like was like go get the fucking water can or we're gonna die they kept they kept trying to cut through the middle of a jungle saying all we have to do is go in a straight line um and they were trying to get back where they started which was on a coast and i'm thinking the whole time why don't you guys walk along the fucking coast and <laughs> get to where you fucking started it will be so much easier you won't get lost like it's just so many fucking things it's just like but maybe they were hungry they were tired i mean they definitely were they 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 probably weren't able to think super clearly you know under those circumstances we've but, got to get but, back to the coast make some canoes so we can go party with the men on the other island they they, they were they all sounded just like that yeah. <laughs> um, i need to go back and find my makeup kit so i can get pretty and meet a man on the <laughs> island there was one there was one a hairdresser who like it was like day three and she's like look at me hands oh, i can't i'm a hairdresser there's a comb look at me hair and they like they like airlifted her off like after a day i was just like wow wow the manicurist in the helicopter yeah (laughs) you didn't like her beach waves she actually her hair looked great actually i thought okay jenny how would you do i would die quickly (laughs) if i were alone that'd be it i would i would i would quickly die of thirst i have very little skills in the outdoors very very little um, if I were dumped on an island alone, I would be dead within the amount of time it takes it takes to dehydrate. I mean, let's be honest. Three days. Yeah. Bam. Goodbye. Take me you away, Caldon. You don't think a survival instinct would, you know, that in- but it would be it, it would not be matched by any actual skills. So sadly, it would be uh, time to go to Dante Dante's Inferno. I mean. I, I- I guess there are some skills that would really come in handy. One of them, like, and I have watched these shows, so maybe, hopefully I would actually have, like, I'd be able to start a fire. I mean, that's one that really, really, really you would need, you know, to start yeah. a fire, fire with a bow and kindling and, like, a little, I forget the word, there's a little dry patch or something, and then you blow on it, and then you got your fire, um, but find some things like finding water, you know, okay, I have to find fresh water, right? You can yeah. survive a long time, at least a few weeks. I'll say this. I think this is probably a really good vacation um, idea, like a survivor's <laughs> week, learn how to survive, like basically teaching these people skills They're, and then um, uh, I, of how to like survive the dystopia, the dystopian future. Don't you think there, there's like a market for that? Well, there's yeah. certainly people who, who do it, but it's all gun based. Well, this there, would be for like libs. So we'll, it's like prep preppers for libs. It's like how to just like environmentally responsible survival garden, skills. Exactly. How to be in tune with nature, how to make fire, how to find clean water, not like how to, you know, reach, you know, up your AK-47 so you can get well, like supporter of Hillary Clinton uh, <laughs> down in the forest. It's like, I'm pretty sure this exists. I, you know what? Right? I, I just um, took this just one small aspect of that. But in New York, the, um, in Central Park, there's a woman or a few people who do tours of like foraging for natural plants for foods. Oh, cool. um, so teaching you how to forage. There's, and there's a a couple of people I follow on Instagram that um, do that as well. That seems like that, I would do that. it. That sounds fun. If I had disposable income, I'd be like, sure, I'll learn how to rock, you know, rub rocks together and make a flame. Camilo, how I, I would feel you like I could make a bow? Yeah, I feel like I could make a bow. Like Lara Croft just taught me how to make a bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my experience with video games is taught me a lot about how to survive and like really yes video games harsh are conditions. so much like the real world like you literally uh, like yeah you really? learn about foraging there's all these you know mm. plants that you can pick up um you can you know you can create like he- healing bandages with them like you'll pick up oh. an herb and then you 
I don't know, you kind of like apply it really quickly and your health goes right up. So that's really cool. And, yeah. That would be really helpful. Um, <laughs> and gold coins just fall from the sky. And then yeah. And a really Super useful, Mario Brothers really will useful lead you out of the forest. On an abandoned island. What's that? I said, and a Super Mario Brothers will lead you out of the forest and like, yes, um, I'll go like this. Punch any uh, the Donkey Kongs that come your way. So I think you're set. Yeah, you'll definitely survive. This is where I would really fall down is on the having to, to like scrounge for food because without like decently gourmet meals, I think I would have a real problem. <laughs> like if I can catch fish and grill them, that's cool. That's great. But mm -hmm. if I have to start eating, you know, as I said, digging up grubs, I, I'm done. They, I'm done if that's the only option. Things on this Bear Gorillas show. Snakes and um, I mean, the, the couple of times that they like really ate well, the women at least, they they killed wild boars and they were all like, oh God, it's delicious. One moment. And the, and the funny thing about it is they had they had found these cute they little pigs. killed a wild boar? Listen, listen. They had found these cute little piglets and a big mama boar. And they'd taken the piglets, or the piglets had followed them, actually. And they were so freaking adorable. And they got hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And then, of course, it became the topic of conversation. Are we going to kill these adorable? And, Please uh, tell me they didn't. They fucking did. That was, was like a vegan's nightmare. One of the few moments I actually regained a little respect for some of them. It's like you came out here to fucking survive. Like, what do you think would happen if you had to survive? You'd have to kill things. And there was one woman in particular that was like, I'll do it because I'll know, I, you know, I know I won't hesitate. I'll do it quickly. And they had slept with these pigs. Had oh, I cried. Jen, trust me, I was so upset. But I also was like, if you really wanted this real experience, like that's obviously part of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was terribly sad. But then the next scene is them all like mouths full of like grease. God. Just gnawing on like bacon and just so happy. It was just God, so this is horrible. It's probably a more true portrait of humanity than most things. But this reminds me that yesterday we were at the sunflower farm and then we went to look at um, the chicken coop that they have there, which I like. They have a bunch of exotic chickens. And somebody behind us says, Right now we're saying, Oh, they're so cute, but later we're having them for dinner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, so okay, so quick recap because we have to, we have to move on to our segments, which I'm sure everybody's excited about. But recap Ooh. is Kim might survive, Jen definitely not. Dead. Me, it me, it depends on how good I get at spear fishing. I can't kill a piglet, y'all. Take me instead, <laughs> Lord. They they were so freaking cute. Oh, oh my god, god, that's so devastating. Cute. And and apparently pigs are very smart. They're extremely smart. They're smarter than dogs by a lot of accounts. Well, they weren't smart yeah. enough to know that they weren't going to get sacrificed, were they? Hey, speaking well, of cute, cute little things, who's telling us about kids? Me. What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Ah, oh, as if. What are the kids up to? What are the kids up to? Okay. I chose to focus on what the kids are not up to in China. Okay, y'all? China. That's how Donald Trump used to pronounce it. Remember, it would sound a lot like vagina. Oh, God, yeah. I just had to um, Thanks a lot. So, because we're video games are in the zeitgeist, because Camilo has convinced himself that they are good for human development or something. Thing. I thought that the last week's announcement that China tightens limits for young online gamers and bans school night play. This is in the failing New York Times, a beloved source. And here's the first paragraph. China's strict limits on how long minors can play online video games just got stricter. Chinese children and teenagers are barred from online gaming on school days and limited to one hour a day on weekend and holiday evenings under government rules issued Monday. Whoa. <laughs> um, 
the rules released by the National Press and Publication Administration tighten restrictions from 2019 aimed at what the government said was a growing scourge of online game addiction among school children. Under the old rules, players under the age of 18 were limited to no more than 90 minutes of gaming on weekdays and three hours a day on weekend. Parents had complained that was too generous and had been laxly enforced. The new rules set the permitted game play hours to 8 to 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. The government said it would step up inspections to ensure that gaming companies were enforcing the restrictions. You know, I just picked up a tidbit from this that I had seen the headline, not read the article, but that it's online gaming only, which is, you know, leaves the door open for Mm -hmm. any other type of gaming, which, trust me, can be just as addictive as online gaming. One of the issues with one of the issues with well, one of the issues with online gaming is that it can be a money sink as you compete Mm -hmm. with other people by buying add-ons that they don't have. And in some games, it'll give you an advantage. But in terms of a time sink, there's plenty out there, baby, that's single player that will have you pour 60, 70, 80, 100 hours before you move into the next title. Well, let's hear from a Chinese mother, shall we? Um, (laughs) Some teenage kids just want to listen to their parents Discipline and this policy can control them, said Lily Feng, a company worker in Shenzhen in southern China. She said her 10 year old daughter was less interested in online games than in Duwin, the Chinese equivalent of TikTok, but added that the new limits set a good example. I think this is the right policy, she said. It amounts to the state taking care of our kids for us. Last week, this is also interesting. Last week, the Chinese government initiated a crackdown on teen celebrity worship and fan clubs, warning that celebrities' pursuit of online followers was warping youth's values. China's Cyberspace Administration on Friday banned ranking celebrities by popularity. So just a massive... I also read, maybe this was a, a separate article, but I read something about them banning um feminine looking boy bands uh yeah yeah it's promoting homosexuality yeah yeah um wow this is so weird and that also ties into something i'm going to talk about so so i mean it's very interesting it's obviously a crackdown on tech right i mean there's there's a belief that tech is is addictive that the attention economy is built predicated on the idea that like it only works if you are constantly engaging with it and that addiction is built into the very structure of the games and like the online experience i mean i have really mixed feelings about this i don't think video games are good i don't think online life as a sphere for people to develop is good i don't think it's a particularly good like um recipe for society. I mean, we've seen its discontents this summer kind of spilling out all over. So I feel attacked. I feel personally attacked. Yeah, but you're a fully developed man of, you know, 40. And um, fully developed. Thank you. Well, you know, (laughs) in some areas. Um, You're you're, you're fully 25 years old and uh, you can, your brain is fully formed, but for children, I don't know, you guys. Keep in mind that I was playing games when I was a child. Then again, it involved. Were you playing games online for hours? Jeez, on that, was, that was just like a glimmer in the mind of Bezos or whoever came up with right. online video gaming. But uh, Bill Gates, someone even more old timey, Isaac Asimov. I don't know. And more but, pervy, or maybe just I as pervy. Remember, um, sitting around watching, uh, playing, and watching my brother. Play Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe, which was a completely word-based video, video game, right. like where we were in the eighties, which was really fun from what I remember, and like required you to think and sort of like reason out possibilities and and things like that. Um, so it wasn't this completely um, immersive, immersive sort of alternate reality thing. It was more of like um like a big puzzle to figure out yeah it's right. like go yeah. east there is a locked door 
Go yeah, away. Yeah, schemes of logic. And yes. okay, those are a little different than like an actual first person shooter where you're busting down doors with like the helm of the gun in the actual view of the screen that go on for hours and hours. Some of them have like monetary rewards attached to them too. I mean, look, I have mixed feelings about this, obviously. Like I think the Chinese government is probably one of the most terrifying entities in the world today. Like you have to be naive not to look at them and read about them and see what they're doing to their societies and not think that this is actually 1984 materialized. On the other end, in the US where just profit is king and like, hey, let's just feed our fucking kids to the wolves of like Silicon Valley. I I don't think that's good either. So that's where I stand. I'm also sort of like, kind of low-key chuckling at Lily Fan or Lily Fang, the mother. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what, what is she supposed to say? <laughs> like, That's it's, true. It's, it's like a quote in uh, Chinese, um, you know, Chinese news um, media. It's, it's not going to, it's not like she's going to say, you know what? Um, you, the government is full of crap and yeah. um, it should That's be a good able point. to they want to do like you know it's just sort of yeah the, in the article you're absolutely right because in the article from a few weeks ago where china was encouraging women in china to have more two or more children yeah all of the women quoted were last name withheld for obvious oh, reasons interesting. well yeah well, if, if they- you don't see last name if you don't see would only give her first name then it's not a credible source yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Were all the women in that article like, hell no, I'm not having another mm-hmm. kid. Absolutely. Oh, and, interesting. Or any all, at all. Are, are we allowed to have girls now? Um, or is it still like leave right. them on uh, a mountaintop somewhere? I mean, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. They're <laughs> facing like a giant popu- depopulation. You know, they're, they're, in the future, they have a, a huge drop off in their population um, coming their way, which they need to sustain. I guess they need like a massive workforce. Um, and apparently, I don't know. In, what's that? Well, I was going to say in Russia, I just read an article in Russia, it's the same. Their population is on track to half. How? Right. How do you pronounce half? By the end of the century. Yeah, Not our only- population is on track to also shrink substantially. Yeah. I mean, I like how Russian, Russian women will go on record and be like, hell no, in this article. This, this yeah. is fantastic news. Like, I'm not sure why no one's pointing that out. That, like, lower populations globally is fantastic news for everybody, for the people on Earth, for Earth itself, mainly Earth. So it's really good news for Earth, but it's really bad news for the elderly. It will be bad news for us when we are actually of retirement age because we will be the old pe- old people experiencing a workforce because you need a ta- I mean, part of it is you have less people to tax. I, I, I don't know. There's lots of arguments pro and contra, like a, a swelling population, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. What are the pro arguments? That you need, that you need, I mean, essentially it just comes down to workers, that you need workers. You need you need a taxable population that you need a certain amount like coming up to take the generation going out. Okay. If there's no tax base, then there's no security net for the elderly, and it's and the security they're saying social basically in the U.S. the social security money that's there now will be completely drained by the huge amount of elderly guys, people. Guys know how much we you know we we spend on like hammers in the military. I know. I mean, give me a fucking break. I know. This is a 100%. not problem. Um, and and treating people as like automatons that are just there to work and provide tax base to, you know, uh, keep the machine going is kind of a horrible fucking um, commentary on what we think society should be, no? Like, um, no. Well, there is a social contract between the generations. I mean, I do agree. I, I'd like to, this is something that I, I would genuinely probably need to research more, like the arguments for and against. Nah, uh, not for this podcast. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's very, it's, it's really, it is, it's very interesting. I have a question though. If you guys had kids, how, how strict would you be in terms of their online lives? 
Like at what age do you think it's appropriate for a kid to have an Instagram or like Facebook or would you let your kids play video games? Like how would you? Cool how, dad. You'd be cool dad. I'd be, be playing like video games them, like, with my kids. Really? Yeah, that's right. Load up no, Ratchet and Clank, baby. Yeah, you'd be like, hey kids, let's fill your minds with with a synthetic world. Of, okay, uh, I, will, I will say, I'm, I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but I will say that the, the argument that parents make who allow their kids to be online all the time or on, on uh, smartphones, et cetera, is that if they don't, their kids are going to be left behind in the future economy. So that you what? need to be nimble. You need to be nimble. Listen, this is what mom and dad are saying out there. Really? Yeah. Uh, they believe that ha- having their child addicted to their smartphone gives them an advantage. In the, let me, uh, let me correct economy. myself also. Dad and dad, mom and mom, or whatever combination of genders, not just mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Kim, wh- how about you? Oh, I don't know. I think it's really like funny to just talk about having kids and what you would do when you don't have kids. Like, Always. It's, um, the, it's my favorite sport. It's but, like fantasy football for, 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 for people without kids. Yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea. I think I'd try and give some balance. I don't think I'd be like one of those overly strict parents. I had a very strict upbringing. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want them, their minds going to mush like in front of a monitor all day. I think I'd try and find balance. And if they were good students and did other things, I would then allot a certain amount of time for that useless trash right and i think also um sort of going back to what we were talking talking about about you know abandoned isles not abandoned what are they called that desert islands that um i love abandoned islands your kids to connect in the great outdoors where there's like no wi-fi you know go on a camping trip right do something like that teach them how to dig for grubs and start fire by rubbing a stick in a stone or kill a wild crocodile or or a baby boar that'll that'll give you some perspective let them bond with the baby boar for a couple days and then be like hand them a knife and be like the time has come child they they named they named the piglets by the way so sad oh god i can't the image is is Um, in my house i'd give them a two by four and just say hey kid (laughs) it's anything you want it to be use your big mind You totally would. <laughs> I would. I'd be like, hey, here's a two by four. Uh, it doesn't have any splinters. It's a holiday. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the fact that you can't just sort of go out into the great outdoors and like we used to do as children and go on adventure hikes mm-hmm. just for hours at a time and just come home when it's dark. I do think awesome. that's kind of a big loss. What percent? I I agree. We near our home in Waco, Texas. Um, We won't even go there. It's good. Good thing I got out of there alive. But I will say for Waco, uh, we we had like natural woods all around us. We named my brother and I dubbed them um, Nature Valley after the granola bar. There were little waterfalls, there were snakes, there were fossils. I mean, there are also like a few ways to die there, but <laughs> you know, we, we never did, you know, and it was awesome. I met, I, I think kids are missing out on that. 100%. And also you can die playing video games because kids swat each other. Have What's you ever that? heard of this? When they call, when there, there's this phenomenon when two kids are like in a particularly fierce gaming battle where they'll call the police with the other gamers address and say that a, a shooter is in the house oh shooting God. like members of the family. And so the police will show up in full SWAT SWAT teams will show up at these people's doors. And actually somebody got a gamer got killed because the police like knocked on the door, you know, and nobody showed up and boom, they, they shot this gamer. You should look it up. It's called swatting. It's, it's, it's part of this sort of like gaming subculture. So, uh, sitting behind the screen, not always so safe. There's been one case. I, I feel like you're, you're sort of 
It's a total dystopian outgrowth. Viva it's kind China. of like the moral panic of, you know, <laughs> no, the 1980s. No. And, and uh-uh, I don't think so. I think there's and... some real validity to it. I think there's some real, I, I think it's terrible that we've just let our children become like receptacles for the Silicon Valley greedy fuck <laughs> fuckers. I will say the other day, Jim and I went to a taco joint that was entirely run by teenagers. Wow. And they were gracious and friendly. And the waiter was responsive. And I was like, this gives me a little bit of hope. He had this mop, unruly, unbelievable mop of hair. Yeah. And I expected the absolute worst from this gangly, tall teen. But he was lovely. Instead, brought the chips and salsa. Very nice. So basically you're advocating for child labor now. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) You're like, let's start them at 10. It just gave me some hope, you know, that the children can, can run this earth. Yeah. All right. Our future. Kim, you said that this dovetailed nicely into your health and beauty segment. Uh, Something that someone said did (laughs) (laughs) since forgotten. All right. Um, Well, this incredible transition. As per usual. I just want to be pretty. Give me your potions, give me your serums, give me your unwinds. But that must work out, baby. Oh, no, I can't. I just want to be pretty. I wanted to talk about uh, male makeup and male beauty trends. So that is what dovetailed briefly. Um, mm-hmm what Jen had mentioned. So, okay, male makeup, not just grooming, but makeup is a full on industry that probably has happened without us oldsters really taking much note of it, but it has. Wow. Um, It's kind of incredible. It's a multi, guys, not million dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry. just for a frame of reference for where everybody's head is at during the lockdown last year, at least, internet searches for men's makeup looks increased by 80%. So the search term men's makeup looks. So men everywhere were in lockdown, like thinking, you know, I'd really like to try a smoky eye since I have all of this time. And they did. So, There are a lot of beauty influencers that have made a name for themselves uh, that are men and they're famous and they're rich. They have their own makeup lines. They have a lot of influence um, and they're kind of being led by Gen Z and young millennials. And lots of them have made their names um, and made their fortunes on YouTubes, on YouTube. (laughs) On YouTube, that sounds YouTube? like something <laughs> my parents would say. Um, <laughs> you ever watch the YouTubes? Uh, so the thing is, they are they are completely gender bending. Um, they are wearing full face makeup, lashes, very dramatic eye lip looks, full contouring, um, lipstick, and they have huge amount of following um not only are are young boys taking you know advice from them but young girls and young young women are as well so they have a lot of power that cuts across genders um the few of the names that are kind of the key players in the male makeup industry are james charles i don't know if you've heard of any of these people but they're, you know, these characters are totally YouTube famous. James Charles is 22. He's a Gen Zer. He, if you Google him, he's full glam face, short, like boy haircut, but like full glam makeup. Um, where to the point where I don't know if you could call it androgynous. I don't know if that's quite the word because the face is just super feminine, super made up. But then, you know, he's not trans he's he's just a man you know with a full face of makeup um and james charles is the first male brand ambassador for covergirl or he was that's huge right like covergirl is this 
enduring American makeup giant for the ages and to cross that gender line means that there is there's a lot of money to be made there obviously um he's got 24 million subscribers on on youtube and he's freaking rich um is, is the name cover girl okay still cover them it's, it's not infantilizing uh, oh hmm. i thought you were gonna say should it be like gender neutral but cover also them. girls should be co- cover woman cover person i mean it certainly doesn't have the same cover woman <laughs> does not yeah. have the same pizzazz but still um uh, maybe they'll have sections they'll like you know have a cover them cover woman cover, cover them okay. cover they um uh i think some brands are just enduring enough that they they skirt the current uh war language wars yeah yeah because they're just they're just like a perma brand they've like always people don't want to see the name change um so there's some other there's some other people manny mua i don't know if you've heard of him he's uh, he also is groundbreaking a little bit older he's a 30 year old so he is a millennial youngish there's hope for you camila was listening to this segment with like Bated breath, Kim. See <laughs> his eyes. Why? Yeah. When I you don't... started, when you started talking about male makeup, he was looking at you with just like a hushed, like he was watching Judy Garland in 1968, just like with ask, with total awe. Ask anybody who lives who has lived with me. The last thing I need to do is spend more time on grooming. Well, would you like to experiment with some more like visible? male cosmetics i'm too old school do you have male cosmetics do you have foundation i just i i don't what i have is yesterday jim was accusing me of like having eye makeup and i was clarifying that it was eye cream (laughs) is was it tinted no no color okay no it's a it's a smooth and eye cream what i do have is a concealer to cover any particularly egregious breakouts like that's my that's my concession to the makeup industry well you're doing example i have i have like this kind of painful to the point where i thought it was a headache breakout here like near the section where you would get like a little migraine starting right i'm like oh this little migraine and then i look in the mirror and i recoil in horror so you had a little breakout going Uh, not little well yeah i mean that's the thing uh there's a couple articles i was reading and you know men have been experimenting with you know foundation under eye concealer things like that for for a long time in fact that i don't know if you guys remember this in 2017 news item that emmanuel macron had spent 26,000 euro on makeup <laughs> that year wow that's a lot <laughs> i'd love to know how much donald trump spends on makeup uh, yeah i think that was in the same article but i just like gagged and moved on but um uh he spends a lot on fucking orange tanner uh that's yeah. for sure but yeah so you know men have been like experimenting with with that stuff for a while because duh if you put concealer under your under eyes you're going to look better. You're going to look fresher. You're going to be, it's going to help. It's going to make you look better. Um, but this is taking it to a, a whole new level. These guys are doing full on glam looks with lashes and lipstick. Um, I mentioned uh, Manny MUA, who was, uh, I said, also the first brand ambassador for Maybelline. So mm-hmm. that's also huge. Um, Jeffree Star, who has his presentations a little bit different, like he is full face and also he's got the hair too. So, but he's totally not trans, um, goes as, you know, he's male and he's just doing full glam makeup. A lot of these guys also like side note tend to be really, uh, problematic. They, I mean, Jeffree Star has been accused of being racist, um, uh, the first guy that I mentioned, James Charles, had a 
some kind of controversy with sexting underage boys and whatever. But um, beyond that, it's a huge industry. And there are some big makeup brands that actually have male lines now. Gucci has a male line. Um, Chanel has a, a, a male line called Boy to Chanel. Uh, Rihanna. Banned in China. Abandoned all of this banned in China. <laughs> Way banned. That's a Rihanna market to be banned in. <laughs> Rihanna uses men in all in in her ads in a lot of her ads and you know some of our famous some of our favorite celebs like who do we mention every episode <laughs> Lil, Lil Nas X Lil Nas X embraces Taco Bell meeting exactly um, <laughs> wearing a full glam look to the Taco Bell meeting yeah. um, he he has been seen and you know numerous fantastical makeup looks in his videos and in appearances he also did a full drag you know slightly different thing of uh mickey nikki minaj um that was kind of like stunning and shocking at the same time so i i don't know like what how do you guys feel about this like is it just okay it's all good or are we taking this instrument of like subjugation and torture for women and, um, you know, gender disparity and just making it available to men too. Um, can, can we even have our own, you well, know? It's the, it's the natural conclusion of sort of the ongoing objectification of men over the past oh, couple decades where, you know, men used to be men and then they expected us to work out and be hot. And now uh, us men are also expected to have perfect skin. I mean, women, will women never stop in their, yeah. in their steamrolling of men's rights by trying to oppress us as much as women have been for the I centuries? That was how I was gonna uh, end the, a tongue in cheek statement. <laughs> Can't we even have our own oppression before men step in and try and steal that too? So yeah. if you're being oppressed, you're doing it because you're co-opting our oppression as fucking usual. <laughs> yeah, can't we have our own cruel beauty standards, please? Um, What's next? Stilettos for men? Probably. Oh, that's, that's, come on. Anybody seen Kinky Boots? Like... Uh, anybody seen Billy Porter, also known to do a full face of makeup and yeah. wear a very high stiletto. So that's old news. I have a question. If you went on a date with a guy, Kim, or in Camila too, and they they showed up in, in full like makeup or maybe like subtle makeup, like natural makeup, like, you know, foundation with a nice like neutral base eye, would you be a little... <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a little like, uh. <laughs> it really depends. Uh, yeah, I, I, ruin... you know I'm not. I'm not that hungry for dinner. I think we'll just do drinks. <laughs> would it ruin the pillowcases? Like that's my big question. I mean, would it? Would it be a turnoff? I mean, I would like, like. Let's just be. Let's just talk candidly among friends and a couple and the five other friends listening. <laughs> I, I think it's really about how you wear anything else. I, right. I. You know, some people ha know how to put together an outfit and some guys know how to do a face. Like, I don't think a full face sort of glam, more makeup than I'm wearing look is probably gonna gel with me and my right. personality. If you're spending like more time on your, your beauty habits than I am, uh, that's probably not gonna work. But I don't know, <laughs> sexy eyeliner. I can imagine, Kim, um, excuse me, I need the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kim, I'm doing my right. eyes. <laughs> Can you get out of there? Like, <laughs> I've got to pee. Um, yeah, I think it really depends. Yeah. Also, more uh, likely to get into a car crash while he's doing his makeup on the way to work in his car. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of so, high risk situation. I don't know. Camilo, <laughs> what about you? Are you like... I think like Kim, like I'd have to see it to, <laughs> to judge. Okay. I mean, I'm definitely more <laughs> traditional in that respect. So it would, it would take like an adjustment. Right. Mm. I, I feel like I'd even be more 
partial to a little bit more aggressive, like fun, like say David Bowie kind of style makeup. Right. Rather than like a really subtle, subtle, yeah. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. all the layers of foundation and then the other things. And yeah, that would, I don't know, that'd be challenging. And Jen. Sure. For me as an old timer. You know, I love a good emo eyeliner on a guy. Like, you know, that's cute. I've seen men in foundation, like actually in my former life as a real estate agent, I once did a transaction, not a transaction, but I met this landlord, old Italian landlord, and he was in full makeup and it was a little strange. I'll admit, I was like taken aback, you know, cause I was like, is that, you know, as I was looking at his face, I'm like, that's definitely blush. And it's totally like foundation. And I think he might've curled his eyelashes. <laughs> and this was a guy who was like a good fellas guy, you know, he's like, Hey, here's the lease, you know? And I was like, this guy's in full, full makeup. And I was, you know, it was definitely interesting. Cause he was like in his seventies. Yeah. I mean, it's an adjustment. Well, you know, but hey, it's a whole new world and they should be market forces prevail. So they should, they should also have to buy cover girl. Dear listeners, let us know as we wrap up this segment uh, what you think about this. Email us. Um, if you're a guy and like to wear makeup, let us know what brands you use. What do you what do? You do um, et cetera. We want to know. Colors for fall. In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? We don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. All right. Well, as almost always, we're running way, way over. I needed to have left the house 25 minutes ago. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet, which you will probably Mm. appreciate because this is likely to horrify you. Have you all heard about Neuralink, Elon Musk's, one of his many side projects? Yes, I mentioned it last week. Okay, so I've heard some, yes. We talked about it. Did you hear about the monkey that plays Pong? I heard, I saw the video, it's horrifying. <laughs> so Neuralink, Elon Musk's computer to brain interface firm has released a video that claims shows a monkey playing the video game Pong with its mind. <laughs> its brain signals were sent wirelessly by an implanted device. So basically they taught this, this um, chimp to play Pong with a traditional joystick. Then at some point after they had implanted the Neuralink, they took away the, the joystick and they got the chimp to play the actual game just using its head, okay? Which is already mind-blowing. Now, keep in mind that this is, this is not like some weird dystopia where like wires are coming out of the head and it's connected to a machine. It's all inside the head. So the, the positive push, you know, what, what the messaging around this is that this will help people sort of regain use of... Um, of limbs that are no longer functioning. Um, it will help people with degenerative diseases or whatever. You know, there's sort of all this like positive talk about it. But when you think about the possible downsides is that the ultimate conclusion of all this is that we're all in the matrix. We're all basically. monkey. That we're all, gener- we're all sort of connected to this global AI, which can feed us information and take information out of our brain. Well, we're not yet, though. No, no, no. Of course, this is why we're talking about the future. But the technology is primitive right now, but it's advancing pretty quickly. God, why? Because I want to keep this short and snappy, and I pretty much know that you are probably not pro this. Um, Where do you think we're going to be? Is it going to be sort of like the medical uses that are going to really benefit people who suffer from a range of, of diseases and or other physical afflictions? Or is this going to be a world where everybody, you know, we're going to be like Chinese children playing video games in the cloud together in a giant global communal AI generated world? I think it will be both. Uh, I had mentioned Neuralink on um, the segment that I did about augmented humans. Um, but the conclusion that I kept coming to is that as many good applications as there are, 
we'll always we'll always find the bad ones. There will always be um, the aspect of like, how can we use this technology to win wars or or to dominate other countries, etc. So um, yeah, there are great applications like in paraplegia, people who are completely have lost mobility and you know from the neck down. Um, using this technology to speak and to control their um, wheelchairs, et cetera. You know, there's all kinds of great things that this could be used for, but we'll find the nefarious uses as well. I mean, that's technology. Yeah, Elon Musk does not strike me as a wise or benevolent man. Um, No one in Silicon Valley really strikes me that way. So I have to say having that group of people be the purveyors of what the future will be scares me a little bit. Like I'm thinking about this when we were kids and you thought about the future and all of the developments and flying cars and like what you thought the world could be like in your wildest dreams. I think it had a utopian type of like, ultimately it had some utopian lining to it, but I feel real, a real sense of, I hate to say this. I feel a real sense of doom. I suspect that this stuff will also break down on class lines. Like, do you think of Uber or like Grubhub or any of the apps that we use as anything other than just tools of exploitation? Like, do you think, do you think of that they're ushering in a fairer, cleaner, better world? Like last week when New York city was flooding this poor fucking Grubhub driver was delivering food in Williamsburg with his up to his waist in water. So I just look at, it's like past his prologue. Like I just look at what's happened in the past, in my lifetime. And I feel more hopeless about the world now than I did when I was a teenager. And that's largely due to Silicon Valley. You know, because because I vehemently disagree with you and this, I'm going to just rage quit this podcast right now. And, and you disagree with in a me? rage. Uh, I, I actually, I have to go. I have to go okay. get ready to leave the house. He has to put on his makeup. Yes, I yeah. have to. I, I have my 45 minute makeup routine. So I have to, uh, I have to go. I'm going to go brush my teeth and take a quick shower. I'm going to leave this running and then I'll come back and. Well, and, Kim uh, and I are going to be um, talking about our survival skills. And step one is going to be to take your makeup away because we need it on the island. <laughs> Um, don't forget to do all the plugs at the end. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you, you really, you're serious. You're leaving us right now to do your makeup. Yeah. We, Jim and I had to have left the house 30 minutes ago. Oh okay. my gosh. Wait, well, we'll listener, it was my fault. And that we can yes, wrap it up. Yes, it is. Yeah. We can bring this home. We can do it. The women can do this. I, yes. I'm confident you can. Okay. Big right now. Just think of us as our own abandoned island. Bye, bye, Camilo. Bye, bye Camilo. Oh. We'll We're save safe. some of the wild boar. <laughs> All right, Jen, the first thing we need to do is make a fire. I know, um, Kim, <laughs> how do we do that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, let's plug our things. Okay. How about we tell them about our email address first, which is Jen? Halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Elon Musk is controlling my brain and telling me to say that. Um, Halfway there, the podcast at gmail.com. Tell us all of your thoughts about the things that we've been talking about. We'd love to hear your opinions and also about your love life and your sex life and your and um, do you remove your male makeup before you have sex or no? Ooh, or before you go to bed, even right. if you're sleeping. You should. Do you put uh, on male makeup before Zoom calls? <laughs> That's a really good one, actually. And I, I bet I, people I, do. Huge amount of men that do. Yeah. Um, they're smart to do that. Yeah. Um, also, you guys, check out our Patreon. If you go to our show notes on any of our platforms, you will find a link for our Patreon page, which will help us become a bigger, better, more nice-sounding podcast. Um, yeah, we need to um, knock Joe Rogan off his perch because we, we're not anti-vax. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, if he pulls through, which mm-hmm. um, like he will. Uh, and uh, check out our Facebook page and our Instagram as well. Um, we promise to put some content on there. And actually, the guy, guys, the more we hear from you, the more content we can add to those places um we love you guys please share like subscribe and write us five star reviews only we highly appreciate it yeah how we grow Uh, if you liked anything that you've heard today please do that anything else jenny um send us your makeup tips boys (laughs) yes i'm always looking for inspo that's true yes me too and um yeah i think i think we'll wrap it up yeah remember don't be afraid to kill the piglets if you gotta kill the piglets don't name them first oh (laughs) god that's it's just on that note see you later keep it keep it perky keep it perky (laughs) this has been halfway there but it's also the end the end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it. Okay, Kim, should we try again? Like this, the spoken word bit? Um, no. Sure. I've been fooled <laughs> before, don't mean to get my love caught in a slamming door. Are you more than hot for me? Or am I a page in your history book? Oh I don't mean God. to make like demands, the but the word and the deed go hand in hand. How about some information, please, please, uh, please, 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 Straight up now, tell me, are you gonna really this, love this is me the forever? Song that creeps you oh, oh, oh. Or am I caught in a hit and run? Straight, Straight up, up now. now, tell me, is it gonna be you and me forever? I'm gonna oh, keep oh, sipping oh. My or are you just having fun? Although this is waking me up. <laughs> That's right. We've already been chatting for 25 minutes. So what do you expect? Oh my God, I'm sorry. I had to take the dog out. We got up really late. We had a super busy weekend. At least we know who let the dog out. Uh, Speaking of the 90s. Oh, well, exactly. 80s, even? Like, Paul Abdul was 80s. Waking up, I'll launch into that one.